as commissioners, sometimes, you know, we don't hear, we don't focus on the good things or tell the story of the good things. Frankly, we focus on, you know, what's the last bad vote you had or yeah. you know, what's <laughs> right. creating the controversy. Wait, wait, you wait. Know. You've had a bad vote. Always. <laughs> You're only as good as your last vote. That's the way they always say. Welcome to Drop the Disc. Thank you so much for joining us today, for taking the time to listen to this episode. Today's episode is kind of a continuation of us following local government. We have two commissioners, Sean Franham and Brandon Garrett. Now, both of them have been on before. And so if you want to get their backgrounds, you can listen to hashtag Love Augusta, which premiered on June 4th, 2019, and District Great with a GR8, which premiered on September 26, 2019. This conversation had a lot of topics, including the day-to-day and behind-the-scenes other duties as assigned that the commissioners are responsible for. It, it, those, those are the types of things that we devote ourselves because we love Augusta. We talk about their recent accomplishments as well as some of their focuses for the upcoming year. It's the number one issue in my district. It's the number one issue in Richmond County. We've got a task force. It is affecting majorly my district. It's affecting majorly downtown. we got to get a handle on it. And maybe some not-so-exciting parts of the job that really make a difference. Just trying to work through a budget that included historic numbers when it comes to the amount of money that's going to be spent this year through our budget process. And a lot of that is because of the American Rescue Plan. Thank you so much again for tuning in to this episode of the Drop the Disc podcast. We really appreciate you taking the time to support us and help us support the community. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave us a rating review. Let us know that you enjoyed the episode uh, wherever you listen to the show. And uh, even more impactful than that, tell a friend about the show. That helps us to grow and it helps us to spread cool things that are going on in Augusta. As another note, if you know somebody that you think should be on the show, let us know as well. Email us at dropthedispod at gmail.com. We'd love to see your suggestions. And this episode, like every episode, is presented by Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. And today, instead of a normal kind of talking piece, I am going to read a review, a testimony from her website, powellpropertypros.com. I bought a single family home in 2020 in Augusta, Georgia. Being a first-time home buyer, I was very intimidated by everything. I can't thank you enough for all the hard work, dedication, and time you spent helping me purchase my first home so quickly. You made it very easy and explained everything. I loved that I could reach out to you 24-7. You were very convenient since I traveled often. You stepped in and took out all the stress and handled everything. I most definitely will suggest you to anyone I know who is buying or selling a home You are an expert in your field, and I am lucky to have you as a realtor. I couldn't have said it any better myself. If you are interested in real estate, want to learn more, check out Nancy and her new website at powellpropertypros.com. It's just another day on the road to be great. Got a list full of goals and so much on my plate. Another episode of my life to the date. Yeah, and I'ma do it all with a smile on my face. In the land of the free, at the home of the brave. The only way you grow is if you learn from mistakes. And never stop the hustle, gotta keep up the pace. I ain't got time to waste, I got moves I'ma make. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the topic is. We gon' talk about it on Drop the Disc. We can dive in on city politics. Or I can brag about my accomplishments If you hating on the city, it is not a fin Problem is that you're probably lacking common sense Augusta got so much talent that'll make it big And you gon' see in here first, don't drop the disc Ay. Learn a lot about the 706 About to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AUG in the mix, just drop the disc uh. Learn a lot about the 706 to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AG in the mix, just drop the disc And shout out to C-Lark, we love the intro Find C-Lark wherever you listen to music at C.Lark And follow him at Lark Music He just dropped a cool new music video for his song, What's Tomorrow? Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. We're Dropped It Is Podcast. We are with two guests. Two that, familiar faces. Yes, two, two guests that have been on the show multiple times in different areas. 
Uh, <laughs> we are very excited about this. One of them what is the OG. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, and today what we are. Life? Yeah. Today we are here with Sean Franel and Brandon Garrett. And y'all are commissioners, correct? Okay. Could y'all could y'all please tell us the district that you're commissioner of, of the seventh district and the eighth and where those are? Uh, <laughs> so my district's basically from the Columbia County line to Lake Omstead and north of Wheeler Road. Lots of stuff going on in your district. We're gonna come back Absolutely. to that, and that's specifically uh, like the River Watch area, that's correct? Washington Road area, yes, and any other parts that I'm missing? Um, the Augusta National. Okay. You know. Worth mentioning. <laughs> Worth mentioning. And True. I have the best looking district in, you know, the county. Um, I'm basically uh, Brown Road south to the Burke County line, uh, parts of Fort Gordon. I have Hepsville. I have Blythe. A um, lot of rural, beautiful yeah. uh, landmass. There's been stuff going on in your district, too. So we will definitely catch up on that. Um, the first thing we do is let's kind of, you know, in, in our original episodes which, with you guys, which, Sean, yours was in 2019, I know. And, Brandon, I think yours might be late 2019 as well. So let's catch up a little bit. You know, uh, give us, like, a little bit of a background on yourselves for the people that haven't listened to the old episodes and then what you've been up to. And we can start with Sean since, as Chris mentioned, he is, he is the OG. That's right. Oh, well, thanks for having me back. What a huge difference in studios, guys. <laughs> sure. Thank you. Um, I'm now at Top Golf. Uh, been there since February of 2020. Uh, been a commissioner for almost seven years in April, unbelievably, on my wow. final term. Got three years left. That's insane. It's been a great ride so far. We got three years left to make an impact. Um, two kids, uh, one with CF, uh, William, and a beautiful wife that works at Safe Homes of Augusta. And when we last talked to you, you had not yet. You had not yet started a Top Golf, um, and you started a Top Golf in probably what we could say is one of the worst times to ever start. <laughs> Absolutely, at a, at an uh, in-person an entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, think, I think we tag team on that. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I was gone for three weeks training, come back, and COVID hits, on, and we shut down every venue. Supposed to open in April, opened in June. Um, it was it was a difficult f- uh, few months for sure. How's it been though? I mean, it's been great. I mean, you know, obviously the COVID craziness right now, concerning a little bit on events yeah. and corporate America coming back like I thought we, they would. But we're an outdoor space. People feel safe, and uh, we'll continue to do kids' birthday parties, adult birthday parties, and come see us. And the Top Golf that you're at, it was the first of its kind, correct? It was. It's, uh, it's considered a flex in, in our world. Um, it's 36 bays, one level with Top Tracer technology, uh, lots of garden space, um, and mini golf as well. Free mini, mini golf, golf Mondays. Is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So you know, come see us. And. I just want to kind of hit home on that. You're, you're at a beta test kind of location. Are they going to be doing these in other places now? Is this the first one? Uh, it was the first. I'm not sure that they'll do it at the same level just because mm-hmm. of they've learned. From, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my office is the first uh, table when you come in on the left. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's certain things that the features that we, we don't have that some of the other ones have mm-hmm. um, that uh, they'll definitely work on the prototype and I would expect some enhancements on ours as well in the future. Very cool. Awesome. Well, we'll come back um, and we'll talk all district seven. We we've got a lot to catch up on on that, but let's give Brandon a chance to, to catch us up in what he's been, uh, what he's been doing. Yeah. There's been quite a bit of changes since last time I was uh, with you guys. It's good not to be in a fishbowl this time. I think last time we talked, I was with Lamar. Um, yeah. So uh, made a change close to the same time that Sean did. And, mm-hmm. That was purely coincidence. So I joined <laughs> Azalea Outdoor um, almost about two and a half years ago now. So it's been a it's been a good run uh, going from big corporate co- company to uh, a small privately owned company, and uh, it's been a it's been a great ride. Some big news the past couple of weeks. We recently acquired um, Be Still Displays, so it's great to uh, pull that new inventory in as well. And is Be Still also a local company? They were they were locally owned and operated. So uh, we actually kept one of the owners. He came over. Um, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great having a team to work with again. Absolutely. How many how many billboards are now under under your management at Azalea? Oh boy, uh, let's see. You're gonna make me do math. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back right after these messages. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, a little over eighty now. 
That's crazy. Yeah. What kind of geography? I know it's not just in Augusta. No, so uh, our footprint now extends from Grovetown to Abbeville, South Carolina, all the way down to Baxley, Georgia. So That's yeah. pretty exciting. It is. It Do you is. take a lot of trips? I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, honestly, a lot of those areas stay sold, so um, it's, it's good for us. But, uh, you know, we've got a lot of small towns that I do enjoy going to visit and working with those businesses down there. If you really want to see what we're about, look at azaleoutdoor.com, and uh, it'll really tell the story. And we will cut that part out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so also some big changes since the last time I was here. Yeah. My family has grown. Um, I have a nine-month-old daughter, Adelie, uh, as well as two sons, Brooks and Caleb. And uh, I actually be celebrating my 20th year. Uh, marriage anniversary this year so that's congratulations congratulations it's huge it is it is it's great i'm trying to think and and we're going to be publishing this episode the week after the national championship game so both of you are passionate georgia fans right yeah this is good so either you'll listen to this episode and smile about how we talked about the game or you'll never listen to this episode can we just real quick uh have a (laughs) prediction i know that i i know who y'all think is going to win but what's the score oh i'm interested Oh, all right. So this is going to be Georgia's revenge game, finally. <laughs> uh, score is going to be 34-17. Okay. Okay. I respect that. Are you as bold as Brandon, Sean? I'm not as bold on the score. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that I'm driving nine and a half hours to see them play in person, they're going to win this time. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking it's going to be like 27-17, to 17, Georgia's going to win. 27-17. Okay. okay. If either of you are right, we'll do something. I don't know what yeah. it is, but we'll do something. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll buy a bay at, um, at Top Golf for um, you. I, I, almost, I almost called you uh, Monday to see if I could ride with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was offered a ticket, and I'm like, I was like, could I do this? And then I was like, nope, my wife would kill me as well as the owners of my company. <laughs> awesome. You're, you're so a powerful man to turn we that are, down. We're locked in with we're those scores. In. You are listening to the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. We'll be right back after this quick message from our friends at Savannah River Brewing Company. I'm sitting here right now during this ad break, and I'm telling David that I cannot wait to taste a beer from Savannah River Brewery this weekend. If you have not had that craving, you have not been. I'm telling you right now, they have some of the best beer, the coolest beer, the most creative beer, and make sure you pick up a six pack before you leave. You can even find it at Kroger. You can find it at Publix. Really anywhere that you find your beer, it's there. Have you noticed their beer can art? I mean, genius. Check them out, Savannah River Brewing Company. You can have all the events planned out. Finding them on Facebook, Instagram, it's all there. Savannah River Brewing Company, Check them out. So now let's get to the reason we're here. Yes. Uh, You guys are both commissioners. Um, Both of you are over a district. And, you know, let's, we'll talk briefly about what that means, but we've talked about that in other episodes. So if people want to learn more, they can listen to any of our commission interviews or the commission candidate series we did last year. Right. Um, Briefly, tell us about, you know, your perspective for you guys of working at the commission, what it's like, what you do. We'll start with Brandon. So uh, the the perception going into this, I think that was part of the, the discussion that we had last time I was here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go in thinking that you're going to be able to be that catalyst for change. And in a lot of ways we are. Um, but then again, you have to learn to understand the system that we're placed within. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was really eye-opening once I got in and, and started, you know, just feeling my way through uh, just the different processes that that need to take place in order for you know certain actions to take place. Yeah. Um, you know, it was. I thought that being on the planning commission beforehand would prepare me better for this, but it, it it's a it's a different beast. But uh, really, the day to day things that we deal with range from you know constituent calls, which really takes up a probably a majority of most of our time. Uh, you know, this past year we had a very interesting budget cycle that we went through just trying to work through a budget that included, um, you know, historic um, numbers when it comes to the amount of money that's going to be spent this year through our budget process. And a lot of that is yeah. because of the American Rescue Plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was difficult. Um, and I want to table that, but I want to come back to that later and talk about the ideas that we have. Well, it was, you know, and it was a difficult conversation, and it it was quite frustrating for quite a few of us. So, uh, 
And I'm not going to lie, but, you know, in regards to the commission in itself, I think we get a bad rap a lot of times just because of the amount of eyeballs that are constantly on us. Uh, mm-hmm. You look around at, you know, other councils that are in this area, they don't get nearly the press coverage that we do. So it's uh, it's interesting <laughs> to see how we're covered differently compared to everybody else. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I think last time we interviewed you, I think you were about to be mayor pro temp, yeah. or you were at the time. I he can't was remember. at the time. 19, you 20, were at the yeah. time. Okay, yeah. I mean, I agree with a lot of what Brandon says. I think one of the things is I always kind of focus on like the Wayne Gretzky quote of like focus on where the puck's going, not where it's at. Because when you make a vote and with the dynamics of our commission, like there could be some grudges being held, or you might not get something done that you want to get done. Yeah. So sometimes as a commission, you got to realize, is this really impactful to my to my constituents? I mean, I represent everybody, but obviously there's a majority of people that supported you and have, you know, beliefs and whatnot. But um, so I kind of focus on if I understand that, like, you know what, it's not affecting my my constituents wallet or they're probably not. Then I'm going to support something that maybe people think I should be hard against. You know, Um, just just yesterday we had the conversation about audits and. Unfortunately, when you bring up the the word forensic audit, unless there's a criminal aspect to it, I'm not going to support it. And frankly, when you say forensic audit, like you shut down the government, like we can't do purchasing. There's, I mean, there's so many caveats to things. And I think that people don't understand sometimes what they're saying in, in, in public. They're listening to a few and like trying to like give their perspective based on those few. Mm-hmm. And we represent everybody. All right, his district's diverse, my district's diverse. We got to represent everybody. And I always try to stay in that middle aspect of that to make sure that uh, I always said that when I was a commissioner, like, I'm going to make an impact. Like, I'm going to have a laundry list of things that I got done on commission when I was on there, and I keep them in my phone of what I got done. And when if I ever run again for something, I'll be able to say, I did this, this, and this. I was a part of this, this, and this. Yep. And some people are not going to be able to say that because, frankly, they haven't led or they've been very – uh, you know, divided in how their their thought process is. And in this government, if you want to get anything done, you can't have that mentality, period. Mm-hmm. And when you say this government, are you specifically talking about Augusta or how the government is set up in Augusta where it's a weak mayor system, strong commission? Yeah, I think, I think this government created conflict. I mean, they wanted it to be balance of power. They wanted it to be the way it is. And, you know, uh, as a younger guy, and Brandon's young as well, like we sometimes don't know the history of everything, nor were we a part of it, nor do we believe in it. And sometimes we're feeling it because it was this way once. Well, now it's our turn and we're going to, and this is the way it is now. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, uh, Augusta's a little big city. And and sometimes we can't get through those growing pains because we're so focused on um, the self perspective of making sure that, you know, a local business is involved or is it your friend's business that's involved or, you know, the depot project is one that will always be in my crawl because we should have got that project done. Mm-hmm. But then, frankly, the politics got in the way, and we still to this day have not had one deal since then. Um, not been anything on there developed in 50-plus years. We had a great deal. We had a great partnership. But a few people wanted to sabotage it, and that's what happened. Well, let's, uh, let's flip the script. Let's talk about things that did get done. Um, the last time we talked to both of you guys was a long time ago, uh, especially in the world of politics and things happening. So uh, I guess we can start with let's start with Sean. Start I know with you Sean. just st- I, I know you just stopped talking, but <laughs> when we had uh, I think when we first second time we met, all we had was that really fancy theater at the Riverside or Riverwatch Parkway area. Yeah. There's a lot that's been going on. I mean, huge things have been going on. Can you talk about yeah, you know, I mean, what's going since, on since and maybe then, what's going to come? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, Top Golf has, has, has been come there. We had a couple of restaurants come there. Uh, Dave & Buster's, which will be opening in 2022, hopefully around Masters League, I'm hearing, hopefully. Makes sense. Um, yeah. um, you know, th- those are huge additions to because to, you want to have that quality of life aspect that we want to, that synergy piece that we want to have. I mean, when you look at people talking about downtown Augusta and like there's nothing to do, the rest, I mean, downtown Augusta, there's a lot. I mean, you come out down downtown, there's every restaurant's full. Um, in my district, Surrey Center is still thriving with all the restaurants and the shops and right. things of that nature where yeah. people, it's a destination hub for people. Um, I, I think we've done a, a, a pretty good job um, since the last time I've here of really taking care of the employees. Uh, I think they're our number one asset in our government. And I think mm-hmm. that like if you look at what we've done from, pay raises, cost of living adjustments, 
um, the healthcare side, like we've really, from the commission standpoint, taken care of our employees, unlike previous. Um, also, when you look at like some of the developments that we've got done, the SPLOS projects, we passed the largest SPLOS project in the history of, of SPLOS uh, as well previously we is didn't get the local? arena is that a local okay That's local yeah we didn't get the arena which the arena in my mind didn't pass because of the landscape of where we are as a country the fact that the school board raised their taxes i just felt like it wasn't the right time and and, and timing and and frankly i think that they probably rested on their laurels thinking it would just pass with like not a big campaign and under the radar it's a one ballot question and it failed 10 percent turnout yeah i mean and hopefully that'll be something that comes back in the near future because i think that arena is such a catalyst driving for economic growth from restaurants to shops to place synergies you know so much that like an arena like gwinnett and what they did um it's vital frankly Mm -hmm. um to the community i think it's interesting you know you're the district seven commissioner you're talking about a downtown augusta project right now as being vital um, and when we talked to Jordan Johnson pretty recently, he kind of echoed these ideas too of the new arena being a pretty big deal as far as development goes. Um, well, I mean, you look at the, you look at downtown and most cities that you look at, they look towards their downtowns to be that catalyst for the, the surrounding areas. So until Augusta has a healthy downtown area, um, and we fully embrace that. I think you're going to see that as that that starting point. And we're already starting to see it. I mean, you you look at the building across the road from us now. Uh, two years ago, there were less than 400 people working in that building. And we're, we're talking about the AU building. That's correct. There's over 800 people every day mm-hmm. in that building. So, you know, you look at the change that's coming, even though, you know, to the average person that may drive through that downtown, they don't fully understand that. But you go talk to the restaurant owners around here, and they're like, oh, yeah, lunchtime, we're busy. Uh, dinner time, we're busy. So uh, we're, we're starting to see that that health come back to downtown. And and so that's kind of what I was getting at too. So the downtown development, it seems like a lot of times you can get in these conversations in the commission like, oh, you know, we're doing these things for this district. Why are we not doing these things for this district? Brandon, as a representative for, for kind of Hepsiva, I mean, that probably comes up a lot with you. I hear it every day. It's, you know, all the money goes downtown and that's really not the case. There was investment that has taken place to, you know, start this process downtown, mm-hmm. but the amount of money that's being spent, you know, you look in my district, you, you know, you guys were talking about projects that we've gotten done. Um, you know, I've had major road paving projects that, you know, hadn't happened in years. And, you know, it's because, you know, just work within the commission to get it done. Um, but also, you know, finding those funding sources, you know, you know, it, when I first came on to the commission, it was, I started digging into past SPLOS packages and there was just money sitting there that had not been reallocated. And so that was one of the things that I started working on early on was to, Hey, can we reallocate these to different projects? And, and there is a, there is a mechanism for that. And so it just takes digging into the numbers, uh, paying attention and uh, not getting distracted by really all the minutia that's around us. Thank you for addressing that. And, and are there any other projects that you wanted to bring up while we're talking about it for your district? Absolutely. Well, you, you look at the Augusta Corporate Park, which is off Mike Paget Highway. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starbucks is currently there. Um, huge project. They've already doubled in size since they've been here. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's probably 250, 300 folks that work there every day. Uh, we've had two big announcements there in the past six months of projects that are coming in excess of $70 million investments that are coming to South Richmond County. So, you know, you talk about the impacts that that's going to make, you know, just as an economic driver, but jobs and just security for, you know, people in our area. Yeah, I remember um, seeing somewhere about a waste recycling plant that's going to be located in that area. Both, I guess, could be categorized as recycling plants. One's going to recycle a certain type of plastic, which is good because up until now, we've been shipping all of those plastics over to China. Mm. Um, when the economic situation changed, yeah. um, China stopped taking it. So a yeah. lot of that's going into our landfills. So you're going to see that plastic reused into different things. Um, and then the latest one that was just announced, it's actually going to be a, a copper recycling plant and metal recycling plant. Um, and they're actually going to, it's actually going to be a smelting plant for copper, which is, you know, goes into electronics. Yeah, it's huge. Bullets. Um, and, you know, that kind of tags along with some of the big announcements outside of Atlanta where you had a, you know, a gun manufacturer relocate into Georgia as well. So, 
you know, it's it's interesting to see how, you know, you look around the state at, you know, once again, we're number one in the country for um, economic development, number one for business. Uh, you know, you start seeing this and you start understanding that it's all part of the pieces, you know, when you start seeing these announcements locally. Yeah. That's a that's kind of a cool point, too. Do you guys work with other commissions when you're talking about bringing business to Georgia, Columbia County, Richmond County? Um, our economic development yeah. office or authority, they do. they do a great job working regionally. Um, Cal Ray, he, he, he does a fantastic job of understanding that, hey, if Richmond County doesn't get this, but Columbia County does, it's still good for our area. You know, mm-hmm. you look you look at the Amazon, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were in talks with that. But they went to Columbia County. That's great, you know, because at right. the end of the day, folks from Richmond County are probably going to work there too. So right. it, it's good for our area when you see surrounding counties uh, get these types of announcements as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Cal and Robbie Bennett with Columbia County, they work well together. They're both great people, do great things for this community. Um, you know, Brandon and I uh, were the first two to meet with C4 Live. I think y'all have had them on. Yeah, that was my and, next. Um, yeah you know, what they're about to do in the partnership we've been able to have with them out at Lake Omstead and the concerts that are coming and the enhancements that are coming. Yeah. It's exciting for Augusta. And it seems like as commissioners, sometimes, you know, we don't hear, we don't focus on the good things or tell the story of the good things. Frankly, we focus on, you know, what's the last bad vote you had or, yeah. you know, what's <laughs> right. creating the controversy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You know? You've had a bad vote. <laughs> always. <laughs> You're only as good as your last vote. That's the way they always say, but you know, and, and I bring that up because, uh, Cal Ray and and them brokered that deal because we couldn't be that entity to break the deal. Yeah. I mean, we brought the deal to them and said, "Look, y'all need to do this. This is be huge for Augusta." And they ended up working with C4 Live to make that partnership happen. Well, now so, we just did an episode about C4 Live, and I think the last time we talked to you, Sean, I think you hinted that something yeah. might be happening. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us about you guys' experience with that? Because for us, like seeing a Vegas company come in and and renovate this stadium and right. do these big shows is is a really and big deal. Not only that, but spoke very well about the leaders they, that they've been working yeah. with. I mean, they came had in and not said, had yeah. that experience anywhere else. They well, came in and said, we had a great functioning government that worked really well together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I was given their contact and reached out to them, and uh, they came to the Ronald McDonald House, actually, when I worked there. And, really? Uh, that was our first meeting. And, you know, a lot of times when you – sometimes you meet with people and you're just like, you know what, yeah, right, you, can, you can't do that. But these yeah. guys had legit things that they had done, and I just – they seemed very genuine, pure, like – and um, just thought that this is the real deal. Yeah, I and, remember I remember the first time that I met yeah. with them, too. We started looking at the presentation that they had, and we're like – I think there's something here. And so when they actually started showing us like historically what they had done in other cities, you know, traditionally they, they go into Super Bowl cities mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they build these venues within a year. They have these great parties, these great venues, and then they tear them down and move on to the next city. Yeah. But, but <laughs> the fact that they understood that Augusta has a Super Bowl here every year with the Masters right, and wanted to partner with us in the way that they did and just seeing that they had an actual vision for an unused park. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, once, you know, economic authority or development authority started looking into it and looking at, you know, the funding resources as well, uh, I think it was a no brainer. Yeah, it's great. So let's, let's transition this now to talk about projects that may be upcoming. Sean, you just mentioned that there was a historic SPLOS passed recently. Let's start with that. Um, where's that money going? What's the plan for it? Put me on the spot here. <laughs> well, it could be, you know, both of you can answer. Uh, yeah. You know, I think, th- I mean, the judicial center is obviously on the top of minds of everybody. Um, that we can wanna... you, can you give some background on that? By the juvenile? Yeah. Okay. The juvenile. Um, so basically they don't have the court space. Um, we've now put them in the school. What's the old school right there? I can't. Craig Houghton. Craig Houghton. Oh, wow. And, um, Fifth we're looking, and yeah, we're, we're looking at developing that. Um, over, I mean, that's one of our first projects because it was like the number one need that okay. it was kind of brought to us. Um, you're going to see some parks and rec, uh, new developments. We got a new, a whole new building at, at uh, Commissioner Williams District. Um, but he's got a whole new community center coming um, okay. that's going to be vital to the community. It's used a lot. Um, we've we've recently uh, done some um, aqueduct, I mean, not the, the um, aquatic center. We've recently done some upgrades there mm-hmm. um, that we had, you know, some, little bit of a battle in but 
and a big part of the last plus package that we passed was road, road yeah. paving. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it was one of those things when we looked at it, like, that's not very exciting. It's not sexy, but I also drive on Wrightsboro and <laughs> <laughs> it's it like, is kind of sexy to me. It's like they didn't smooth it out before they paved it or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the two sexy projects I would say would be the ropes course down on the fifth street bridge that we're looking at. I think that's going to be cool. I think that'll be a destination hub with that being a pedestrian bridge now. Oh, yeah. And then eventually I, I think the water park, if that comes to fruition down at diamond lakes, um, it's, it was always discussed by the colleagues to put it down at diamond lakes. We, yeah. we want to make sure we show love down there because frankly, I well, feel wait, like, wait, wait, what do you mean down by down there? Diamond Lake. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the south I, side. I, know of there's nothing wrong. I was about to say something, <laughs> but here, here's the bottom line. If a good, if Richmond County is going to grow and become even better, like that's where we need to be putting our vital resources, be frank with you. Because yeah. when he talks about all the job growth, well, we need homes, we need sewer, you yeah, know, water, right. things of that nature that they don't currently have. Yeah. That that's the only way that we're going to grow Richmond County is down in the South Park. Right. You, look, you look at District 8, 80% plus, we don't have access to sewers. We're all, we're all on septic tanks. Really? And so that's really one of the projects that I'm working on now is, you know, our new utilities director came in and he was, you know, just asking, hey, you're the engineering chairman. What are some projects that you want to see? And I said, I want to see a plan for providing sewer to our entire county. And so that's something that they're working on now. Um, and so, you know, as, as Sean just said, the southern part of the county, we, we, there, there's a lot of land and, you know, a lot of historic farmland that is starting to, you know, be transitioned into new generations who don't want to be in farming. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to start seeing properties that are up for sale. They're going to be developed. And so in order for that to be done correctly and well, you're going to need access to that infrastructure. And, you know, that's one of the things that I ran for office on was, you know, providing infrastructure to my district. Yeah. I, I do find it pretty awesome that Sean's getting his ropes course. He I has been to, talking yeah. about this I did talk about it. since yeah. we started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is awesome. Well, and that, that, that goes back to what he said earlier. You know, you never know how the work that you do today will impact the project that you want to get done. And, you know, you, you lay the groundwork, you help other commissioners get projects done in their areas, and they'll support you. That's right. Um, and, and, and that's really important for, you know, the citizens of Augusta to understand. You know, they may think we're all battling back and forth amongst each other. It's really not that case. You know, there, there are very few issues that, you know, you don't see a vote pass, you know, whether it's, you know, 8-2 or 10 Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they're all projects that we want to see done. It's, you know, there's very few projects or, or items out there that aren't like that. Right. And so it's just the ones that, that make the news that everybody concentrates on. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more of Commissioner Sean Franham and Brandon Garrett. But first, a quick message from our friends at the Clubhouse. The Clubhouse is Augusta's nonprofit innovation center located inside the Georgia Cyber Center right off of Reynolds Street downtown. How can the Clubhouse help you? Well, are you looking for an inexpensive place to work? Because the Clubhouse has memberships starting at less than $50 a month. You can get a desk, you can access their conference rooms, and you can work with other people right at the Georgia Cyber Center. And if you're trying to grow a business, that's a great opportunity to get your feet wet, meet other entrepreneurs, and participate in their networking programs. If you want to learn more about the Clubhouse, their programs, their networking, and all that they're doing in Augusta, Check them out online at theclubhow.se. So uh, there was a hot project that we spoke to y'all about, at least one of the times that we interviewed y'all, and it was the pool of the river. I, I was going to ask about And yep, honestly, thing, yeah. I will say that COVID kind of it threw kind of a shadow that conversation. It, it, yeah. to the public at least. Uh, we, we know nothing except what we tried to get out of the Corps of Engineers packet that they <laughs> so on everybody's so lap. I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll speak towards that one. So um, that was that's that's been a pet project of mine since before I was in office, um, protecting the pool of Augusta and, and you know the way that the Savannah River looks coming through Augusta. I think it's very important, um, especially because you look at the river; it, it is the one thing that connects us. Right. So uh, I've been in mediation with the Corps of Engineers for over a year, the amount of hours that I spent during the shutdown in virtual reme- or mediation meetings is, is, is unreal. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it is ongoing. Uh, it's looking like mediation may be wrapping up in two or three months. Um, 
you know, it, it's just been a constant back and forth between, you know, our interests, the core interests, the federal guidelines that are, you know, have been set forth. Um, there was a federal injunction that was put in place back in 2020. A lot of people missed that. Uh, basically telling the core to, hey, stop the work of tearing down your that dam. Um, I think y'all are misinterpreting that. So that's kind of where we are. Interesting. I did not know that. And and that kind of goes into a concept that I know people have seen, but I don't know if people know much about, which is this whitewater project. I know we've seen pictures, but I have Savannah River Keeper has been keeping us updated on that with the pictures, the yeah. you know, the graphics. What's the what's the insider, you know, look on I that? Mean, none of that's been discussed by the government. None of it's been endorsed by the government. Interesting. Um, that was them, her group, going out on their own to kind of give a plan that they thought was best. And, and really, the way it's the way that we currently are with the legal action, can't we, we, we can't discuss it. It's yeah. um, you know, gotcha. you know, the project on paper and on on their um, videos, they they look nice and pretty. Um, it looks very exciting. But at the end of the day, the question has to be asked. How does this line up with what the wind access? How does this line up with, you know, the way that um, legislation was written? Does this match? Does this work? Will it pass fish as, it, you know, supposedly is required out of this um, Savannah Harbor deepening project? Um, so these are all questions that have to be asked. But until we're out of mediation, it's really not a conversation that we can have. Gotcha. Do we have a light at the end of the tunnel for this mediation? Nobody knows. Okay. I mean, that's a good political answer. Okay. Yeah, well, and, and, and really at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the mediator saying, you know, this is what happened within mediation. Uh, this is, you know, the, these are the compromises that were made, were not made. Um, he'll take that back to the federal judge that put the injunction in place, and that federal judge will make a ruling. Gotcha. So, and I think, let me say this. I think that that's one thing that, like, people don't realize. Like, Commissioner Garrett and Commissioner Son. They've been like our liaisons, and they've been in like every meeting. And this is on top of what he does as a – I mean, that, it's kind of like they were appointed yeah. to those positions. And I think that's where people think that we just go to meetings on Tuesday or just constituents. Like, thankful, thankfully to have their leadership at that level because of the context that both of them have because we need that leadership at the at, at this major of a uh, project. I mean, I, when I was mayor pro tem, I actually met with them, and it was just – biggest joke in one meeting of like they're telling us one thing and it reads another and I'm just like how does this even happen um but they've been there yeah and when know. I say that I've spent countless hours in mediation yeah. uh thankful thank you, you. Know, for for months during 2020 they've slowed down a little bit during 2021 um but you're looking at you know every other Friday for six plus hours and I'm trying to work a full-time Ooh. job as well but you know it, it, those those are the types of things that we devote ourselves to because we love Augusta, mm -hmm. right. you know, it's it's one of those things where Hashtag. we're just trying to see the, the the big picture of we understand that we want to protect the river and, um, you know, there are stipulations put in place by the federal government and um, we just want to make sure that the interests of Augusta are protected. I do have a personal question to ask y'all, just to give light to Augusta on what y'all do. How many hours do you devote to the commission a week? And this is a job that it's a job, but you're not really getting enough pay for it. It's really you're almost volunteered. Well, yeah, we we don't take a lot of political stances on this show, but I, you guys should be paid more. Uh, yeah, but you don't have to answer that. I pre I I appreciate you saying that, um, <laughs> but at the same respect, I believe you do this for service. You don't do it for that. I think we're paid just fine, if you ask me personally. Um, I, my my colleagues don't agree with that. They think that there ought to be a few of us and paid full time. Um, I don't agree with that. I would say to your question, it, it depends on the season because it seems like in the winter it's not as bad as in the summer because there's cutting, like the grass is high, there's lots more going on, you know what I mean? People are out, people right. are um, So, I mean, I would probably say 20, 25 hours a week if I was wow. just, you know. Yeah, that's typically when people ask me that same question, uh, especially those that are interested in getting in office, um, they're like, you know, what kind of time am I looking at? And, you know, you look at Tuesdays, our meetings range from world record yesterday of an hour and five minutes to, <laughs> to you know, we've done this for six or seven hours. And yeah. um, and, and so you, you look at a Tuesday, I mean, that's your entire day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that 25, 30-hour window is typically, you know, between meetings and 
uh, legal actions, legal meetings, constituent work. I mean, there's a lot of work that, that goes unseen with just the constituent work. Right. So um, I, I just and don't. Let me say this. The, the department heads are the heroes, not us. Yeah. I mean, they're the ones that do the work. Uh, we sometimes have, we have to get involved sometimes because things, whether it's a process of 311 or there's a process of things, just there's so many issues. But the real heroes, the ones that are the department heads, because we lean on them significantly to help us to, to make sure the constituents are happy. And they, for me personally, they, they're always there to help every one of them. So yeah, they're the department heads. They, they help us look good. Yeah, for sure. Um, Don't go anywhere. We'll be back to finish our conversation with Sean and Brandon. But first I want to tell you about something really cool that we did last year that we have 100% committed to bringing back this year. And that's going to be the Bobby Jones Invitational Golf Week Watch Along. If you don't know it, we give Golf Week a local spin with cool hosts, great hospitality, and a fun time watching the tournament. Turn your TV on, mute the tournament, and watch the Bobby Jones Invitational on YouTube or Facebook. And if you have any questions about it, follow along because we'll be posting on social media. But make sure you tune in. We're going to have a fun time. Let's, let's take this opportunity now. We're looking forward, um, and one of the things that's going to be happening next year, this year, wow. uh, is, is, is the mayoral election. Um, and obviously, you know, we're a weak mayor, strong commission system, but the mayor, I think, still does matter, and the mayoral election, I mean, it seems like we have a lot of people in contention. Last last I looked, we have 11 people that want to that are running. We'll see what that will look like in two months. Yeah. Uh, but when is the, the mayoral election? What month? It's the same time as my election. Cause I'm up for re-election right. this year. Really? <laughs> so, okay. So let's, then let's ask it this way. What elections are happening this year? Yeah. Um, so we have all the even commission numbers. So two, four, six, eight, ten. Yep. Okay. Do we appreciate I'm sorry. There we go. <laughs> and 10 is the super district. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, mayoral election. Uh, there's quite a few judge elections. Judge elections as well. Um, there, there's going to be a governor election this year, so that's going to pr- provide a lot of uh, energy into that election cycle. What kind of turnout do we usually see at these kinds of, uh, you know, obviously this year, governor election, judge, lots of election, but, you know, on average in Augusta, I know we had like a 10% turnout on the JBA on the JBA vote. That was a special election. But though. that was a special election. Yeah. What so, do we expect? I mean, you're going to see primary and general elections this year, so... Um, probably in that 25 to 30, if I was guessing 25 to 30 percent. So this now, is, I mean, there's a governor race. It might be a little bit more yeah, just because of that. But I don't know. I mean, I'm wondering if people are not going to have like voter fatigue as well. You know, it's just been a lot, right? Uh, a lot of votes, you know, political landscape right now. Are, are people the whole, you know, COVID craziness, where are we going to be in May? True. That sort of thing too. So, Ooh, Sounds like a lot of fun for you guys. How does how did the elections affect you and the commission? How does a change in mayor affect the commission, or does it? It one hundred percent affects things because they're supposed to run the meetings on a timely manner. They're supposed to be engaged with the community. Um, they're supposed to <clears throat> make sure that if there's issues beforehand, that there's discussions behind the scenes with commissioners. Make sure commissioners feel confident and not wanting to, you know how do I say this, muddy the waters on the floor. I mean, they really can set the tone of how we're going to be as commissioners. Yeah. And, you know, I hope is that the, my ne- the next mayor will be, uh, will focus on that um, because I think that's important. I think sometimes that like some of the disagreements we have as a, as commissions could have been handled at the front end by the mayor or he might help. I don't know if it instigates the word, but Not like. further exacerbate the, the conversation. Yeah. I mean, hmm. sometimes you got to shut it down and move on. Mm-hmm. And um, we just don't do that right now. Yeah, and and really, I think that as we're looking towards the next mayor of Augusta, um, we we need that catalyst that that could hold us together, um, you know, and really be that voice for Augusta, um, and just be be a positive force for change. Of of hey, we're all in this. We're we're all Augustans, um, and and I think we're going to see a very interesting race. Yeah, you can say that again. Um, <laughs> now, before we close out. I want to ask you guys on a personal note, um, you know, you guys have your priorities, you have your lists, you have your objectives. What are your objectives going into this year? We can, we could throw in some personal if you want some professional, but also for Augusta. Yeah. Um, homelessness. 
It's the number one issue in my district. It's the number one issue in Richmond County. We've got a task force. We got a street team. I've yeah. been a part of the street team. I've seen it firsthand. Like it is affecting majorly my district. It's affecting majorly downtown. We got to get a handle on it. We got to get hold these people accountable. Uh, we got to make sure that other communities are not bringing people into the community and dropping them off. We got to make sure that hotels are holding people accountable on Washington Road. Um, because it is a very bad problem. It's the worst problem I've had since I've been on the commission. Um, I'm passionate about it because I feel helpless about it because I can't change it overnight. Yeah, and, and, and people want to help, but this takes time. You can't just go clean up people's stuff on the side of Washington Road and ship them off or whatnot. You got to have a place for them. You got to be, you know, cordial. You have a funding mechanism if they want to go back home of like where uh, to send those bus tickets. If they want to say, hey, we want to go back home. Um, you know, right now we don't we can't do that as a government. Pretty soon we'll have the community foundation set up to where private entities can donate and like we can give those bus tickets home. But in the four months or the three months we've been doing this, we've already had success stories of reuniting families, giving people jobs like we got to fix it. And well, it is and a major issue. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, everything Sean just said, plus, you know, one of the things that I think we really have to look at when we're looking at this homeless issue, it's it's not, you know, a lot of people look at the homelessness as, oh, this is a choice they made. And, and you look down on that. But you know, we're a military town, and you look at the amount of uh, homeless veterans in our area, it's sad. Um, you know, and, and that's where I'm thankful for, you know, like, you know, entities like Forces United who are out there helping us, walking alongside of us, trying to give us resources and uh, ways to help those veterans. But also, you know, one of the things that I've really had an eye-opening experience with is, you know, I, I joined the uh, Serenity Health uh, Board a few years ago. I'm, I'm currently their chairman. I didn't realize how much mental health was one of the main issues that, that surrounds homelessness and, you know, just those mental health issues not being treated correctly lead to these, these issues. So, you know, like Sean was saying, it's not something that we can solve overnight. It's not something that, you know, you can snap your finger and it's, and it's gone. It's, it's one of these things where we're going to have to actually work and work long at helping to solve, helping to help these individuals because they are individuals um, and, and really help and make sure, especially with these children that are out there, you know, there was an issue this past weekend that, you know, didn't make the news because it's not pretty, but, you know, New Year's Eve or day, um, you know, we have commissioners getting called because there, there are homeless folks along Washington Road with children just sitting mm -hmm. there, um, you know, weather's coming through different things and, uh, you know, trying to find people that are working New Year's Eve is, is a miracle, but, um, you know, it, it's one of those things that never gets reported because nobody sees it, but it's the, it's that important work that gets done. So homelessness. Yeah. I mean, I think that we have American, we have $11 million left in the American rescue plan funds. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, having some form of day shelter, job skill training, things of that, that we partner with these local nonprofits will definitely be some. And then I obviously just cleaning up Augusta. I, I think we got to do a better job cleaning it up. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I know downtown they started the caddy program and some of the businesses, but like as commissioners, ACE, I, it's called ACE program because ACE, ACE. Okay. Here, one of the things that I'm going to float eventually is like, if, if you see it, pick it up because I don't care whether you're parks and rec or engineering. If, if you're driving by something and you see a tire on the side of the road, like we should be picking it up. Yep. Not, mm -hmm. it's not, you know, not my problem. I'm not. And I think that starts from leadership at the top. And I think that's one of the things I'm going to push eventually this year is like, we got to be cleaning up Augusta because at the end of the day, like, you know, we can't chicks. We, we don't affect the education. Education is a big deal why people leave Richmond County. I get it. But we can also create a safe and a fun work environment for those people that are retired or those people that don't have kids, you know, or that are coming from the D.C. areas that are still moving down here for cyber. Like, we want them to be in because they, most people want to live and work and play in a two-mile radius. Well, we have it in Richmond County, mm -hmm. and that's one of our calling cards that we do have. So we got to clean it up so that people feel safe. And it looks good. And I think that's where kind of my priorities is homelessness and cleaning up this yeah, year. Yeah, a lot of that started okay. last year. Um, you know, I, I really got after the, the cleanliness issue, you know, not just with trash, but um, making sure that landscaping's taken care of. You know, <laughs> funny story. Right across the road, there's four fountains. It was overgrown. Uh, the fountains didn't work. Started making calls. Come to find out the way that the departments had divided up the resources to take care of it. There were three different departments that were supposed to take care of three of four different fountains and the landscaping. Interesting. And so, 
you know, you start looking at issues like that and you're like, how does it get this way? And so, mm. you know, that's one of the things that we really pushed last year was like, let's centralize this maintenance problem that we're having and let's have a single person responsible that is answerable, you know, that has to answer these questions instead of just pointing fingers at other departments. So, right. Um, I think that you're going to see a lot of good changes come out of that. Do you have any priorities to add, Brandon? You know, one of the things that I really want to make sure that uh, we are encouraging is, um, you know, development. You look at the census numbers where Richmond County was, you know, much slower than the surrounding counties in our growth. And a lot of that has to do with the lack of new homes that were built in our county. Um, so providing those, um, you know, just helping through planning and development, helping those processes go better so developers do want to come to Augusta and, de and develop and build neighborhoods. Uh, we want to build good workforce housing as well as, uh, you know, the big, beautiful neighborhoods that we see in surrounding counties. So um, having that balance there is, I think, is very, very important, especially as we start seeing the Augusta Corporate Park really expand. Yeah. And get reelected. <laughs> as you should be. <laughs> you can say that. We can't. Um, and, and my final question will be about this, this American relief money, Rescue. the American Rescue Plan money that you guys have. Um, and I don't say you guys, the city of the city of Augusta has. Um, are there plans for that? Do we know what we're doing? Yeah, are there's there... so a lot of it has been allocated. Um, public safety got a, a large portion of that just because of the work that they had to do during uh, COVID. Uh, so there were some bonuses that were put out there as well as um, increasing the wages for our, our employees was implemented through that. Okay. But something that's very important that I think everybody needs to understand, Richmond County received $82 million out of the American Rescue Plan. The Richmond County School Board received $120 million. Separately. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, that's one of those those interesting questions where, you know, you look at the media reporting, they concentrate on that 82, but where's that 120 being spent in helping our school system get better, um, to, to be better? So, um, but I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers there. I just, I just want to point that out that, you know, $82 million was great for us to receive just because it provided avenues for us to be able to help employees. And, um, you know, with the healthcare shortfalls that we had, um, you know, a lot of the, we spent a lot of money on, um, what's it called? The mask and all the stuff that we had to implement. PPEs. Yeah. PPEs and all of that. So, uh, but there's also other projects there that are, we're, we're hoping to get done. Uh, you know, the media keeps concentrating on this 11 million that supposedly is left over that some commissioners say we should all get a million dollars and, and do something <laughs> in our districts. I think that's a terrible idea. But um, if anything, I think we should really be focusing on uh, looking at the future and making sure that any shortfalls that we're seeing are taken care of. I got to ask, because it's my responsibility to ask, why is that a terrible idea? Um, anytime, well, there, the, the stipulations behind the American Rescue Plan are so stringent that I think you would be hard-pressed to say, here's $1 million and I want to do this project. Uh, it has to be related to very specific issues that COVID created. Mm. And so it's not like we could say, hey, here's a million dollars. I want to go build a skate park. I'd love to build a skate park. Gotcha. I'd love to build a BMX park. Um, that was one of the things that I was hoping we could get done with the SPOS package, but didn't happen. Maybe, so, maybe so next like time. homelessness, though, as Sean kind of brought up, that would be something that you could potentially address. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. And, and honestly, like all these nonprofits have reached out to us, especially me, because I came from the nonprofit world saying, you know, <laughs> hey, we're building this. Hey, we're building that. I mean, honestly, once you do for one, you got to do for all. And um, it's just one of those things where in the SPOS packages, we've taken out nonprofit. And frankly, I don't see us supporting any nonprofits with the money that's left because, again, you support one, you open the Pandora's box. Yeah, yeah, eh, it's tough. Yeah, so. it's not like you don't want to work together, but it's 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 like a feasibility question. Yeah. Are we going to ask the drop the disc question, absolutely. or should we ask no, it absolutely. a different way? Yeah, we can spin it. I'm going to spin it. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, we'll start with Brandon because we know Brandon's <laughs> looking at the clock right now. <laughs> All right, so. The Drop the Disc question is sponsored by none other than Trainer Gray Media. They are a full-service marketing and advertising agency. If you'd like more information about them, go to www.trainergraymedia.com. A lot of people, you know, we're Drop the Disc. We're trying to take away the disc. And one of the things that gets dissed on a lot is the government in Augusta. 
there's a lot of ignorance on what goes on behind the doors. There's a lot of, not a lot of people understand how it works. Yeah, what true a week, ignorance. People yeah, don't true. Know. I mean, yeah. a lot of people don't even know what a weak mayor system is. You mean if it's not on Facebook? It's... <laughs> Not I only read what's on true. Augusta today. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, nobody look up that uh, Facebook group. <laughs> Anyways, um, but so if someone were dissing the politics or the government system that goes on between all the commissioners and the mayor, what would your response be to them? Uh, first of all, try to explain the, the misconceptions that are out there, but also fully embrace the idea that we do not do a good job telling our story. Um, you know, Sean and I try our best to make sure that the positive things that are happening are out there via our social media and just our networks in general. But Augusta needs to do a much, much better job of uh, highlighting those positive areas of growth. Uh, you know, it's great to see these big job announcements that come, but, you know, each and every day there's a new business opening. I think we need to do a better job of, you know, just talking about those areas of growth. I would tell them to call their elected official or call, you know, and really have an in-depth conversation with them. Because if you talk to any of us and you really know what's going on, you realize that Augusta's not a bad place to, to live. You'd realize that um, there's a lot of exciting things happening. Um, yeah, we're not perfect, but at the same respect, we're not all a media story either. And if they knew us and knew where our hearts were and knew the fact that um, most of us and all 10 of us are, are, are wanting to do what's best for Augusta, but that one little sound bite's going to turn people in a way that they think that we're in a certain way. Um, Augusta's not what it used to be. Uh, Augusta's a very inclusive place. Um, you know, we, we passed a non-discrimination ordinance this year, the past year as well, to be very inclusive as well. And, um, I think that the best days of Augusta are ahead for sure. And, um, I, I, I'm excited. I got three years left and I'm going to kick butt, you know, hashtag loving Augusta all my way through it. Well, thank you. And thank you to Brandon who has, has to leave right now. We really appreciate you being here. <laughs> Enjoy your phone call. <laughs> Sean, thank you so much for doing yes, this. Thank you. Um, do you guys do you, you mentioned call us is that a real thing? Can people reach out to you? Uh, absolutely. I'll give you my number, 564-706-564-1663. 555. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a lawyer or anything like that. But uh, no, I, I, and let me just say this. Thank you, guys. I mean, y'all been doing this for two years. I was probably your first person, one of your first people. And where y'all have seen y'all grow, man, it, it almost brings me to tears because y'all have, have been the good guys. Y'all focus on the positive things. And I really appreciate that because there's not many people like y'all. You know, most media, they want to throw us in the under the ground or, you know, focus on the negative. You guys have had amazing guests, brought amazing things to this community. And I'm so proud of, like, where y'all have come from to where you are now. And kudos to you guys. For Thank serious. you. We're going to make you. a lot of money finding a bad soundbite and selling it to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Sean, for no, being here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Brandon's gone, but thank you both of you so much for doing this. We really appreciate yeah. it. And and the ability to actually talk to people in government, know what's going on, and to understand the inside, I think, is something that is kind of rare. Um, and we really appreciate how, yeah, how you let us kind of look in. Sure. Anytime. Thank you for listening to the show, especially if you made it this far. Join us next week as we talk to the local American Heart Association about what they're doing in the community and how we can support them.
It's just another day on the road to be great Got a list full of goals and so much on my plate Another episode of my life to the date, yeah And I'ma do it all with a smile on my face In the land of the free, yeah, the home of the brave The only way you grow is if you learn from mistakes And never stop the hustle, gotta keep up the pace I ain't got time to waste, I got moves I'ma make, yeah It doesn't matter what the topic is We gon' talk about it on Drop the Disc we can dive in on city politics Or I can brag about my accomplishments If you hating on the city, it is not a fin Problem is that you're probably lacking common sense Augusta got so much talent that'll make it big And you gon' see in here first, don't drop the disc Ay. Learn a lot about the 706 About to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AUG in the mix, just drop the disc uh. Learn a lot about the 706 to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AG in the mix, just drop the disc Just drop the disc Better drop the disc <laughs> Gotta drop the disc Drop the disc